You're listening to the Collective Church Podcast. To learn more about the Collective Church in Portland, Oregon, and Vancouver, Washington, visit us online at thecollectivechurch.com. Um, James chapter um, three and four, <coughs> and potentially one. We're reading the book of James, okay? Um, I, I was I was torn about you know I wanted to talk this morning about because there has been so much freedom that has happened in the last couple months through whether it's through group deliverance that's you know taken place at last week at Encounter Weekend or whether it's through um, our Women's Drenched that was in December there there has been you know or a freedom appointment, a sozo appointment. There's just been a, a real hunger to say, God, I don't want anything trespassing in my life. And and so we've been learning, and, and Pastor Shauna gave an incredible, um, I would say, teaching message exhortation on on deliverance and what it means for the demonic to be trespassing in the lives of believers. You know, we as believers are not cannot be possessed by a demon, but we can be trespassed. And, and allow access for, for things to, um, you know, through open doors, through wounds, through all, all sorts of different things. For partnering with the demonic, we can allow open doors for the enemy to come in and to oppress God's people. God's people can be oppressed and harassed by the demonic. And so people, as people have been getting free, and even manifestations of the demonic happening within the service, or within um, like the encounter weekend last weekend, it was so beautiful to see, you know, and and by the way, if you're, if we're weirded out by, by this kind of talk, then you're weirded out by the New Testament. I mean, just bottom line, if we're weirded out by this talk, and I know it's like, this is not like sanitized Sunday morning talk. Um, but if we're weirded out by the demonic, then we're weirded out by the ministry of Jesus. Because wherever Jesus went, he was casting demons out. They were, they, were, they, were being, they were being sent out of people. And, and so I wanted to go down, down this thinking of now that we've, the house has been swept clean, do we just have an empty house now? Well, the Bible tells us that, that if we do that and we, if we don't fill the house back up, then there can be seven times of, of, of you know, the, the demonic that can come back in to fill the spaces. So just like logically, I was like, well, let's, let's preach a message on how to stay full and how to fill up so that we're, we're filling the spaces. We're furnishing our interior, so to speak, with the right things so that we're, we're protected against, against the enemy. And so I just I read this passage as I was reading over and over again. It was different translations and looking up the Greek, and I was just I was like going, God, what is it? What why why can't I feel breakthrough in this? Why can't I feel breakthrough in this? And um, we're gonna read it, and then I, I want to kind of walk you through what happened with me, and then then I want to give you like a pastoral, a very pastoral. Um, uh, examples and and warning and like teaching on how to keep the door closed in a certain area so that we don't allow the the demonic in through manipulation. Through man, everyone say manipulation. <clears throat> what did you preach on today, Ben? Manipulation. 
It was a real exciting, a lot of hankies being waved, a lot of amens. It's fantastic. That's awesome. <laughs> let's, let's go from James 3.13. It's also good. It says, if you are wise and understand God's ways, prove it by living an honorable life, doing good works with the humility that comes from wisdom. You're, we're going we're gonna to also see this, this resistance of pride, and we're going to see a, a, this embrace of humility that the scriptures talk about. And we ministered on this a little bit Friday night of the encounter, this, what, what the manifestations of, of, of pride and, and what those look like. Um, but if you are bitterly jealous and there is selfish ambition in your heart, don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying for jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. Woo, you hear that? We're going to read that again. For jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and evil of every kind. So wait, how, wait how, do, how do demons work? How does this happen? How, do, how are open doors? Well, we just, we just read it. Jealousy and selfish ambition. There you will find disorder and evil of every kind. And I, I want to say this. The word pride in the Greek means to be wrapped in smoke. Tofu, to be wrapped in smoke. When one is wrapped in smoke, they can't see. That's the thing about deception that's so deceiving is you don't know you're deceived. That's why we need the, the Holy Spirit to illuminate through, and God will use people. He will use moments in worship like just what happened. He will use draw near moments where we draw near to his presence in the presence of the Holy Spirit and, and to, to blow that smoke away so that we can see that and then we can what? Repent. Not to get saved again, Repent means just to, to change my mind. I'm changing my mind, and I'm changing my mind now because I can see, because I'm no longer wrapped in smoke, in pride. I, I want to take that, that, that humble position of second because I'm not God, and you're not God. Revelation time. But that smoke, that smoke that we get wrapped in in pride can get blown away so then we can see clearly that we can repent, which means, um, you know, Heather, Heather gave us an amazing insight into repent, the, um, to change your minds or to turn your ways. But she was looking even further and, and re means um, again, and pent is, is uh, five, which is the number of grace. Re-grace, again grace, again grace. Every time we say, God, I just repent right now, again grace. Again grace. God, I just, would you help me change my mind? Again grace, again grace. I repent of, of, I repent of the sin of pride, again grace. It's there again, and again, and again, and again, and again, and again. And guess what? He's not mad. He's not irritated. He's not like, 
my petulant children, why do you come to me with so much repentance? No, it delights the heart of the Father because repentance shows us that we've taken a place of humility and sa- that says, I don't know everything. I have not arrived. Holy Spirit, I'm actually really open to you showing me and convincing me of my righteousness and anything that is not righteous, I repent of I repent of it. I I do not, no longer, I no longer want to walk in the way that I've been walking. Isn't that good? So again, grace. And guess what? Then grace is there again to the empowerment of the Holy Spirit to do what God's called us to do and and to do what he's asked us to do. It's only by his grace. It's only by his goodness. But the wisdom from above is, is first of all, pure It's also peace-loving, gentle at all times, and willing to yield to others, which is the opposite of manipulation. It is full of mercy and good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. That's why... um, For some reason, and I pray against technology demons right now in Jesus' name, my notes wouldn't transfer to my iPad, so I'm doing my notes off my phone. Thank God I've got a ginormous phone, though. <laughs> Size of a small iPad. Uh, but when we sow seeds and I just keep losing it. When we sow into um, behaviors of manipulation, we reap the characteristics. So you say, well, I'm using abusive, let's just call it what it is, abusive techniques on other people. So wait, wait, why are they acting like they're abused? Like, so does that make sense? When we sow into the demonic, these demonic realms, which is, which is essentially witchcraft, because it's trying to control and manipulate. Manipulation is man's attempt to control. Because I feel like I don't have control, because I haven't given control in submission over to Jesus, now I want to try to control people, so then we use manipulation. This is my attempt. And when we sow into manipulation, what happens is we, we reap a harvest that we don't want to reap. And that harvest, a lot of times, it includes fear. That includes, um, includes a lot of things. I'm getting ahead of myself. So for, I want to read verse 18 of James chapter 3 again. And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. Uh, James chapter 4, verse 1. What is causing the quarrels and fights among you? Don't they come from the evil desires at war within you? You want what you don't have, so you scheme and kill to get it. You are jealous of what others have, but you can't get it, so you fight and wage war to take it away from them. Yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. And when, even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what gives you pleasure. What will give you pleasure? You adulterers. This is a really, this is a great passage of scriptures. You adulterers, don't you realize that friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? 
I say it again, if you want to be a friend of the world, or basically that means that you want to operate in the world's system and the world's ways. That's the system that you want to live in and live by. You're like, I don't want to live in the kingdom system. I want to live in the system of the world. Um, that's what we're not to love. He says, what do, you, what do you think the scriptures mean when they say that the, the spirit God has placed within us is filled with envy? I mean, we, the Bible says that, that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. That we, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, it's talking about, it's talking about um, sexual immorality. And it says, don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? You are not your own. You are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your bodies, which are his. So this is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And, and, and so he's placed, when Jesus went back to the Father, Jesus placed the Holy Spirit within us at the point of conversion, the point of salvation. So now we have the Holy Spirit in this temple. And, and he's saying, listen, the Holy Spirit inside of you is jealous. He's a jealous God. He wants all of you. Remember when, when, remember when um, they put the Ark of the Covenant into... Um, uh, the, it was the temple of Dagon, the house, that, called the house of Dagon. And there was an idol. What happened? Every morning they came in, what a, Dagon had fallen over. His face had, you know, finally it was just his torso left over. Seriously, it says his, you know, his palms fell off, his face fell off. <coughs> Every morning they'd walk in and Dagon would be, had fallen over. Then they'd, they'd prop him back up. Man, what, what a sign of only one, only one can occupy the temple. Only one can occupy the temple of our heart, or else it becomes toxic. Or else it becomes toxic when we have when there's when we try to have two things that are occupying this temple. It says, but he gives us even more grace to stand against such evildoers. As the scriptures say, God opposes the proud. This is a sobering scripture, friends. God opposes the a proud, but favors or gives grace to the humble. The word proud there really shows this picture of people that are trying to live apart from God. People that are trying to live that are saying, I can do this on my own. This whole Christian life, I can do this on my, my own. I actually don't need Jesus. I actually don't need the Holy Spirit. And I don't think any of us would actually say that, but our actions would say that. Like, I, you know, I, I'm going to tackle, I'm going to make a major, major life decision and I'm not going to include the Holy Spirit on it. I'm not going to pray about it. I'm not going to read scripture about it. I'm not going to do any of those things. I'm just going to make that decision <clears throat> based on pleasure, what, what I want in life. That, that is, that's pride. Sometimes we think of pride as the guy who's driving around in the amazing car that gets out and has like great hair and like quarter, was a quarterback in high school. We're like, yeah, that guy's proud. That guy's a pride issue, you know? No, no, it's more of people that are trying to tackle life without Jesus. That's pride. That's, that's being proud. And I don't think any of us want that because we don't want to be opposed by God. And I think it's, I think more than just being opposed by God, what it is is like you're just, you're, you're walking into the system of the world that's, that's unprotected and uncovered. Whereas humility, you're stepping back underneath that place of covering and protection um, where God commands his blessing and his, his grace, his empowerment is available. Are you with me? Okay. 
Is anyone sleeping? No. Thank God. Thank God. This is this. We're almost done reading scripture here. Um, so humble yourselves before God. Resist the devil. You notice it's, it's first... A lot, of, a lot of versions were say, say actually like therefore or submit therefore. Essentially, when you see the word therefore, what do you ask? What's it, what's it there for? It's therefore because the Bible has just talked about all these yucky things that come with pride. And it's saying that there's, there's grace for the humble. Therefore, submit yourselves to God. Therefore, come under the authority of Almighty God. And I'm just telling you, in 2022 in contemporary culture, this command is nails on a chalkboard in our culture. This, this flies in the face of 2022. That we are submit to submit myself under the mighty hand of God. Say what? I'm spiritual, but I just got this thing with God. <clears throat> you know, just for, for me, you know, for me, church for me is just, and, 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 and for, for, for me, th- those words, th- there is so much pride layered in those words. And my jo- our job is not to point out pride and be the pride police and be like, yep, that guy's prideful. Yep, that, has a, that person traffics in a lot of humility. We just really, no, but, but there is fruit that, that we can see, but that's, that's, that's not actually our job is, is to be the pride police. That's not what we're called to do. But, but that, that command to submit ourselves to God and then to submit ourselves under godly authority and godly leadership is like it flies in the face of everything that we're being told right now. So, submit yourselves to God. Resist the devil and he'll flee. A lot of us just want it to take the first part of that verse out. I just want to resist the devil and let him flee. But no, no, I have to actually put myself underneath into that safety of second, that position of second, and and say, God, I submit to you. I submit to your ways. Even Jesus struggled with this in the garden, friends. Jesus laid his aside his divinity. He laid aside his divinity <coughs> and his his right as 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 God. And you know, people joke like, yeah, but Jesus was a lot of fun at Christmas time. I know what's in those presents, and I know what's in those presents. And, you know, he, was, he, he wasn't doing those things. He, he actually, he laid aside his privilege as, as God and became man and humbled himself. And in the garden, he cried out. He said, Father, if, if, if you could make this happen, could this cup pass from me? Could, could we do this another way? Could I call 10,000 angels? Could we actually, you know, kick Roman tail right now? Could, could I actually set up a kingdom? Actually, that sounds fantastic. I would love to be a king. There would be a lot of celebration. I would be loved by all. This would be, the, the, and so he, he actually was was in such a his body was in such a place of turmoil that that it was he was like sweating great drops of blood his his body was was in such a place of stress and he said father if if we could make this happen then he says what nevertheless not my will but your will be done that's the position God, it's not bad to say, God, here's, these are my desires. This is what I want. But God, I'm submitting my desires. 
I'm submitting my way. I'm submitting my family. I'm submitting my marriage. I'm submitting my business. I'm submitting everything that you've given me. God, I'm su- my finances. I mean, we hit finances hard in January. Some of you are like, what is he preaching on today? Not finances. But, but listen, it's all tied together. It's all tied together. My finances, God, my finances are submitted to you. God, where we live is submitted to you. God, my attitude is submitted to you. And the, and the Bible says, then we resist the devil and he will flee. We resist the devil and he'll flee. Isn't that good? Just come close to God and he will come close to you. And then it gives like this kind of intense uh, instruction. And I really believe this instruction is for somebody coming out of pride. Because we've just shown a person that has, has, has just chosen humility. And so he says, wash your hands, you sinners. Basically, the smoke is coming off and they're like, oh my word. Because how many of you know where the Lord has showed you something? I remember when, we came, when, when I came out of deception um, uh, nine years ago, ten years, nine years ago, it was like, oh my word, I have hurt people. Because when I'm in deception, I don't know I'm hurting people. When I'm, when I'm emotionally manipulating someone, I don't know I'm emotionally manipulating them. Because why? Because we're in deception, because we're living in pride, because I was not allowing God into areas of my life. Does that make sense? So when the blinders came off, when the smoke was blown away by the truth of the Holy Spirit, by telling the truth, I was like, oh my gosh, my actions have hurt a lot of people. I actually was trying to control things, but guess what? You can't control who you hurt and how much you hurt. You can't control that. It's like pulling the pin on a grenade. It's going to go off and you can't control where the shrapnel goes. So it gives us this list. It says... Wash your hands, purify your hearts, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Let there be tears for what you have done. Let there be sorrow and deep grief. Let there be sadness instead of laughter and gloom instead of joy. Then it says, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. Amen. Amen. I want to talk this morning just for the next few minutes. I want it. what I felt in my spirit for the for the encounter and, and what I feel for, for the collective church is I want to talk about manipulation. So we just read all that list. We talked about pride, humility, and what it takes. So in, in, in light of that, um, again, manipulation is man's attempt to control. Man's attempt to control. Uh, it's witchcraft. Um, you may have grown up in a home where, and, and I have some speci- I actually have some specific warnings um, that I feel like are from the Holy Spirit. Because it's funny, when we try to use con- control to control, it, it doesn't work out. It doesn't work out. Um, maybe as you grew up in the home, you saw control or manipulation used as a weapon. Um, maybe the only way that um, dad would get attention in the home, maybe there was an overbearing mom. I'm not telling the story of our home right now either. So just, <laughs> like, maybe her name was uh, Teeny, and uh, 
<laughs> Rhymes with Dini. <laughs> and maybe the dad's name was Spike, and uh, Bros was their last name. But maybe you saw there was a domineering mom in your home, and you saw dad have to use manipulation to try to control situations. Maybe, maybe the only way dad got attention was through anger. Because anger is a false sense of control. Nobody listens to me until I start to yell. Or maybe it was in a home where nobody listens to me unless we hit something. We have to hit something. I mean, there, there are sheetrock, there are walls with busted up sheetrock in the homes that will testify to anger being used as control. And it's manipulation. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a method of, I have found a way, I am totally out of control in any, every area of my life. Nobody listens to me. Nobody respects me. The lie gets deeper and deeper. The only way people will respect me is if I use anger. If I raise my, I have a deep voice. I, and I can, when I, when I get mad, man, it, it's scary. And now my kids are scared of me. And I'm actually not, I'm actually, there's not a sense of control. It's actually now, it's, it's, there's a, a, a fear that has set in. Am I talking to anybody? I, I had people. I had people raise their hand that said, "Because uh, because this is how generational curses start happening. This is how stuff starts getting in the bloodline. This is this is how because because now we've got manipulation rolling, and then, then we have fear rolling too at the same time. Now now everybody's in fear. Now people are walking on eggshells. Now we don't actually have real intimacy." and real relationship, which is actually the, the real catalyst for change. But now we're, we're because we're trafficking anger, everyone is like peace at, at, peace at any price. And I know, I know in my home that Heather is a peace at any price girl. So, so I, I know, and that's, that's the truth. So if I want to traffic in anger, and she's going to do whatever she can to make the home peaceful so that dad will settle down. And that's manipulation, right? And, and, or, or, or maybe, or maybe it was mom. Maybe mom was, was in the home. She felt like she could get no attention unless she acted depressed or, or moody or mopey or withdrawn. And, and, and that's, and that's the, the kind of things that you start to see. I believe in, when I was a youth pastor, I would start to see these tendencies in junior high girls that, that, that weren't getting um, affection or, intent, or attention from a dad or from a mom. And so they had to do something to get attention. They had to act like they were depressed. They had to, they had to, to put their shoulders in and cover their heart and, and, and be withdrawn and mopey. And then it was like, oh, sweetie, what's wrong? And instantly now I have attention. Instantly now I, I've, I've learned a learned behavior on how to manipulate other people for my, own, for my own benefit so I can control. Are you seeing how this works? The, the danger with manipulation and I really feel this, and I got to be really careful here. 
but I really felt like, like, you know, Heather and I have a ministry of sexual integrity to, to married couples, to men, but we've been really focusing on married couples lately. <clears throat> and um, I really believe that the enemy right now is trying to rip marriages apart through manipulation. And I'm, I'm like, well, Pastor Ben, why do you believe that? Because I'm hearing stories about it. Lots of stories about it of Christian couples right now that their marriages are, are, the enemy is trying to rip them apart with manipulation instead of having, instead of, of having um, intimacy. And I'm talking about emotional intimacy. I'm talking about having intellectual intimacy, spiritual intimacy, all these, instead of talking about these things, what we're going to do to try to control the spouse is we're going to use an attitude or we're going to use an emotion or we're going to use uh, words, um, in effort to control our spouse. And I'm just telling you, the fruit of it is demonic. You will not, you might enjoy temporary fruit. Does that make sense? You, there, there, may be, there may be like, a, like, a, like an immediate like, okay, fine, I'll do that. But over time, what happens is resentment builds, begins to build up and then the couples start to, to move apart. So I felt like this morning, because <coughs> I, I couldn't get, I had all that scripture and it was like pride and I was like, <coughs> Lord, I, what, what are you trying to say this morning? And I just, I just heard minister on manipulation. And so this is something, because here, here's the reality. If we start to, and, and you're like, well, how, how do you have authority to speak on this? Because this was me. This was me. Because for so many years, I was trying to protect myself and to protect my heart and to protect a secret in my life that I learned how to use, I learned how to use manipulation to keep people away from my heart. I, I learned how to, how to use manipulation to keep people to th uh, thinking, trying to control how people... Can you say that again? Yeah, I'll say it again, Siri. Stop listening to me. Good Lord. <laughs> Tim Cook, are you there? <laughs> but to, to try to manipulate. And so and the, 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 the byproduct of it is not more intimacy. The byproduct of it is, is disconnection. The byproduct of it is distrust. Um, does this make sense? And I see it, here's where I see it a lot. I see it a lot in, in, in the marriage bedroom. I'm going to be really honest. Sorry, kids. Sorry, my kids. Um, we see this a lot in the bedroom. We see people wanting to control their spouse. There being a lack of intimacy. Because I'm just telling you right now, the, the enemy of your soul wants to destroy intimacy. Satan hates intimacy because every time intimacy happens between a couple, it is a covenant renewal ceremony. It, there's, there's a covenant renewal ceremony that happens. In fact, the Apostle Paul, Brooke, I, we did say we were going to do money, sex, and demons, so I guess I'm on, I'm on point here. Um, the, the Apostle Paul actually says, and I'll read, it, read this to you. You all with me? Okay. You know, you know what stinks, though, about about people that start to go, oh, when, 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 I, when I act depressed, 
then mom and dad pay attention to me. Or when I act depressed, um, my spouse gives me attention. Or when I act, or when I threaten to go sleep in the other room, or when I go to, when I go in, and I, I go sleep in the spare bedroom, then that actually will trigger um, some meaningful discussion. So now I want to have meaningful discussion. So I'm going to go threaten sleeping in, in in the other bedroom because then. My spouse is going to feel a certain way because of how they're wired. And then they're going to come check on me and say, well, how are you doing? Oh, I'm so sorry for anything that I've done. And, and the whole time, the whole thing was actually manipulation because we were, we were unable to actually have a real conversation that was rooted in intimacy, in, in, in spiritual intimacy, in emotional intimacy, and in intellectual in- intimacy. Is this making sense? So in, in 1 Corinthians... Did you say that's good, Ben? Thanks, Heather. This is basically for Heather. (laughs) That would be so manipulative, wouldn't it? Literally what I'm preaching on. (laughs) Um, It says this. um, 1 Corinthians, uh, let's go 7 verse 3. The husband should fulfill his wife's sexual needs. This is the Bible, by the way. If you have a problem, email Bob. But not on his birthday. Wait till tomorrow. (laughs) The husband should fulfill his wife's sexual needs, and the wife should fulfill her husband's sexual needs. The wife gives authority over her body to her husband. Again, nails on a chalkboard. 2022. What? What? Let's rip this one out. Um, and the husband gives authority over his body to his wife. Isn't that, it's, it's, so, it's so beautiful how God set this up. It's, it's intimacy. It's I want to know you and I want you to know me. I want there to be no secrets and nothing that comes in between us. That's how God made us. That's what, what intimacy with Heavenly Father is as well. Is, is, is I want you to know all of me and I want to know all of you. Somebody said amen. That was really weak. This is good stuff. Do not deprive each other of sexual relations unless you both agree to refrain from sexual intimacy for a limited time. Everyone said amen. So that you can give yourselves more completely to prayer. (coughs) Afterward, you should come together again so that Satan won't be able to tempt you because of your lack of self-control. Now, I, I don't remember hearing that verse taught as a child. But this is how important this is in in the covenant of marriage. So the enemy wants to come in and he wants to break it up and he wants to use manipulation to get us to drive a wedge in us to get further away from actual intimacy with one another. And manipulation, or let's say it is depression. Let's say, um, because that's the one that I feel like I'm seeing a lot of right now. Now, actually... I'll take that back because uh, I'm reading a book right now. A lot of manipulation is being used by young, the, the biggest trend right now. And if you don't know this, you need to go research this. The biggest trend right now for junior high girls is, is to use the manipulation of I'm transgender. That's, that's the, that's the biggest one right now. Um, we were told that at, there's a local, one of our local junior highs, um, 
that it's about 50% right now. 50% of junior high girls, sixth or eighth grade, that are either, uh, that, are, that are not identifying as cisgender. So that means that they are saying that they're bi, that they're trans, that they, uh, they want to transition, uh, fully start ho- ho- um, hormone therapy. There are, they're actually being, um, they're actually being allowed. The teachers don't have to tell the parents um, of the, the names that are being called. So if, if a little girl says, I want to be Tommy now, they're Tommy. And that's what they're, that's what they're, that's what the teacher calls them. This is not like folks, this is going to happen in the end times. Like this is like will happen tomorrow at Hazelbrook elementary at, at, at Fowler elementary schools that are, that are near, near this building that will happen tomorrow. What will happen tomorrow is there, there are wristbands that you can wear to help the, the teacher identify what your gender is that morning. And maybe if it changes by the afternoon, then, then, I, then I will call you that by the afternoon. This is, this is truth. This is, not, this is not like, hey, guys, we've got to be watching out for this. This is like what's happening. And what it is is, is actually a form of manipulation because we actually haven't seen – this until all of the, the peer pressure now, because people are hearing about this and they're hearing this works, this works, and I'm getting attention now. And now I, I, I haven't been able to get attention. Mom and dad don't pay attention to me. They're really busy at work. They're always on their computers. I, I, I don't have any attention. I don't have friends. I haven't had friends in the last two years because my parents are freaked out about COVID. So I've just been, I've just been in, my, in my room, locked in my room. And I, and I want some attention. I want some people to notice me. I want, some, I want to be celebrated. So, but I'm just going to tell you that same root that we're like, that we're ooing and aahing about and like, ooh, oh, that's, that, it's the same root. It's the same reason why we will manipulate too. I don't feel seen. I don't feel known. I don't feel like I'm getting attention. I don't feel like I'm, I'm getting the kind of credit I need to get. I don't feel like maybe it's insecurity. Insecurity is lying to you and saying, she, she doesn't really love you. She's just tolerating you. She's just your roommate. He's just, he's just, uh, he's just there to pay the bills or whatever, whatever that thing is. So we want to be seen. We want to be known. We want, we actually desire intimacy, but we're going about it the wrong way and using manipulation to get there. And what happens is if we use depression, I just hear me, young people, I want you to hear me right now. If you, if you sow seeds of depression, you will reap depression. And I, what, what, what we have seen is we have seen people play with this idea of I'm depressed, I'm depressed, uh, you know, and, and then it's become an identity and then it's become what they're known for. And all of a sudden they're actually in depression. They're actually living in depression. But the same is true in the marriage. The same is true in, it, with intimacy with husband and wife. It's like if we start to traffic in, 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 in manipulation in like, oh, my feelings are hurt because you rejected me. And I'm actually, we're actually not having real conversations, but we're making assumptions about one another. Is oh, I've been, I've been rejected again. And so now I'm going to pout and I'm going to be moody and I'm going to use my words to cut and I'm going to say things that I don't actually believe to try to control the other person, to try to control my spouse. I'm just telling you, that is an open door for the demonic to come in because it's manipulation. I'm actually trying to control another person and we were never meant to control people. We were actually, I was like, well, how do we change people, Ben? 
<laughs> we don't. We don't change people. That's the beautiful thing. Is it's the Holy Spirit. We pray. And guess what we do? We minister the fruit of the Spirit. We minister love. We minister grace. And what happens is the Holy Spirit. I can't tell you. There, there was a situation that happened um, a while back. <clears throat> and I just, part of me just wanted just, just to like, just take care of it, you know? But I was like, wait, Holy Spirit, I can't change this person. I can't change a thing about this person. I can't change it. And then the person was like, hey, can, can we talk? And I was like, yeah, let's talk. He's like, you know what? The Holy Spirit showed me, and then X Y Z X Y. Just I was like, oh God, I didn't I didn't even have to change that person. I didn't have to do anything, because God, you're faithful to change them. Isn't that good? <clears throat> we can we can. Yeah, someone's being touched right now out there. <laughs> Get them, Lord. Deliver them. Encourage, encouragement <clears throat> is to recognize and fan the flames of who God has made somebody to be and what God's doing in them. It's to give them courage. Flattery was manipulation. It's to control the person for a desired outcome. It's saying, I'm the director of this musical called Life. And, and, and I've, I've been on the, I've been on the opposite end of manipulation too, where somebody in the church was using words and flattery and notes and write, would, would, would write things and would, would stick them in my hand and I would read them and they would bring fear. Sometimes I'd feel really good, like, oh, thank you, I got a good note today. And then sometimes it was like, you seem to be preaching out of fear today. And you know all this, I was like, oh geez. And you know, you should you should not do this, and maybe stick to that, and don't do this. And literally, that what they were trying to do, and they didn't know this. I really don't believe that this was done intentionally. But really, what they were doing is they were partnering with a demonic spirit, and they were well, they were manipulating to try to control me. They were like, we want a pastor in our own image. <laughs> I want a leader in my own image. I don't want to submit to somebody who's not like me. I actually just want a buddy and I want agreement. That's not submission, by the way. That's a buddy and that's agreement. I want a buddy and I want agreement. And if we don't agree, then I'm out of there. I'm like, well, that's not submission, actually. It's actually just called, I'm going to do what I want to do. So I, find, I found myself on the other end of the spell and it was demonic and it was witchcraft. And I, 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 would, get up to, I would get up to say something and I would see this person and I'd be like, oh God, I hope I can do good today. And I was thinking about them not knowing that they, they, were, they were actually manipulating. And so th this, is why, this is why I'm just, I'm giving this warning today Say, God, search my heart. <laughs> God, search my heart. Because we don't want to partner with any of this crap. Amen? Let me ask you, as dads, do you, do you want to use anything but love and intimacy with, with your families? No. 
How about with, with your husbands, how, with your wives? D do we want to manipulate our wives? Two people don't want to manipulate. No, we don't. Pastor Bob, do you want to manipulate your wife? No. No. We don't. But if we allow insecurities and if, if we try to allow lies that say we, that we can control or we think we can try to control situations, then we're going to end up partnering with the enemy <coughs> and allowing fear into our home and allowing eggshells into our home and allowing insecurities into our home. So much more, but we'll be done. James 1.20 says, for the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Never, ever, ever, ever. Here, let's, let's stand this morning. Let's stand. Kind of an interesting Sunday, Sunday morning message, I know. This is why we're, we're able to be ruthless truth tellers. This is why we're able to, to, to tell the truth because we can trust God and we, and we want the light. We want the light of truth to come in and to dispel every bit of darkness and every lie. We want our motives to be that, listen, I don't have to control people. Thank God. I'm not the musical director for, for life or for the collective or for anybody. I'm not trying to control people. Thank you, Jesus, that I can just love people and I can actually encourage people to give them courage. And then guess what? Guess what? If, I, if we see behavior where, where we're like, oh, I don't really like that behavior. I don't have to tell them things like, well, you know, because we've, we, we've had coaches before. I'm just, I'm just seeing Ashton right here. Um, and we've had coaches before where it's like, hey coach, we give you full permission, full permission to be 100% honest with Ashton. We've, 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 we've gone up and actually told the coach this. Aren't, aren't we fun parents to have? Um, and say, hey coach, I give you full permission to be honest with him. And you actually don't have to use manipulation with him. Actually, for his development as a person and as a player, would you say, hey, buddy, I'm, I'm benching you tonight because XYZ person is actually playing, is actually like, they're hot right now. They got the, they got the stuff on them right now. They're just, they can't miss. So we're, we're going we're gonna to ride this. And, and, um, and here's some things that I'd like you to work on to get back into the rotation. Now, how wouldn't that be amazing if a coach could talk like that? Wouldn't that be amazing if we could talk to our spouse like that? Wouldn't that be amazing if we could talk to our kids like that? It's like, you, you see, here's an example from my childhood. Mom, just please love me after this. Please love me after this. You're, you're so much more healed from where you were when we were kids. Yes, Lord, just touch her. Um, so, you know, you're flipping the switch you know, the light switch. And instead of saying, hey, that, that, no, that noise is really annoying. Can you just stop doing that? You know, my mom would say something like, I heard a story where a kid was doing that. 
and their house burned down. So now, guess what? I'm fearful. I'm like, oh my God. And to this day, like I do it more than three times, and I'm like, oh. Like 911 on speed dial. I'm like, oh my God, what's gonna happen? And that's, that's a pretty benign example. But, do, but does that make sense? It's like, God's like, God's like I, I traffic in intimacy and in relationship. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, uh, they're like three separate, but they're all one and they're intimate and they know each other's heart and they speak for one. It's just, it's beautiful. And that's, that's the example. And then God gives us the example of marriage and family. And then he gives us the example of the body of Christ where it's like intimate and actually having relationships and conversations. And we don't have to control people and we don't have to manipulate people. I really believe this is where a lot, a lot of religion stems from too. As pastors were like, man, I, 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 we really need to control how people live, how they act when they're, you know, inside of their home. We, so, so we're going to, we're gonna give them a big list of things to do and not do. I mean, my parents, you know, they're in Bible college. They couldn't go to the movie theater. They couldn't go swimming together. They couldn't, you know, they had already had me, you know. They'd already swam together. All, all these things, pants and makeup and no, like all the things, why is to control to control. This is why we can't we can't project our own insecurity, our own fear, our own weakness onto other people. We just say, Holy Spirit, would you deal with me? I submit to you. Holy Spirit, I submit to you. Can we just do that right now? Can we just say, Holy Spirit, we submit to you right now? Forgive us. God, we repent right now. Again, grace. Again, grace right now. God, we repent right now for any area where we've trafficked where we've used manipulation, God, to try to control people, where we've used our words or attitudes, or we've used we've flattery, or we, we've used any of these things. Father, I thank you there's therefore now no condemnation this morning, but Father, we're just asking you right now to free us from all manipulation, all control, and Father, I pray for intimacy in relationships, Father. I pray for, God, conversations that are that are lovely and good and honest father i pray for the light of the truth of jesus christ to pierce every bit of darkness to pierce every lie in jesus name father we thank you that you're removing or removing any false burdens right now to control people any false burdens to try to change people we openly and honestly declare right now jesus that only you can change people you are the savior we are not the savior you are not the Savior. And Holy Spirit, we're asking, we're asking right now that you cut off any, cut off any open doors, shut any open doors that have been opened to the demonic realm through manipulation right now. Father, any, I pray for every husband and wife right now that you would heal, begin to heal right now where, where there's been manipulation, where there's been, Father, a, a, a desire to control, a desire to control, which was actually a curse that was spoken uh, in the garden. The desire to control. <clears throat> Father, we shut the doors right now in Jesus' name. God, we ask for a crop failure on seeds that have been sown right now in Jesus' name. I pray, Father, that, that moods and attitudes and things that have been used, Father, to control, I, I pray right now those would go in Jesus' name. I thank you that your people are not depressed. We are not moody. We are not mopey. But, Father God, we are 
full of life, full of joy, full of peace, full of the fruit of the Spirit right now in Jesus' name. And God, we just pray that you would close every door. Close every door right now in Jesus' name. Close every door right now. God, God, I thank you that we can't manipulate you. God, I thank you that you've called us into intimacy with you, with the Holy Spirit. So right now, right now, I thank you. I thank you. I pray where there's been anger, that there would now be peace, Father, in Jesus' name. I pray that where there's where fear has come in the home, that it re- would be replaced with the Holy Spirit, the spirit of love and of power and of sound mind. Where there's been eggshells, Father, that there would be confidence. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody shout it out really loud. Amen, amen, amen. <laughs> like, do we clap after that? Thank you, Jesus. I, I, I invite, I, the Holy Spirit is inviting us into intimacy with him and into a place where we're saying, God, we need you. Every hour we need you. Jesus, we need you. You're our Savior. Holy Spirit, we need you throughout the day to lead us, to guide us, to move in us. Amen? We need you in our relationships. We need you in our marriages. God, we need you in our marriages. We need you to lead us and to guide us. Father, would you make us uh, make us one as you are one? Father, I pray for every marriage right now that you would strengthen it. In Jesus' name. For everybody who wants to be married, Father, I thank you for a spouse right now in Jesus' name. God, I thank you that that we are not trying to control outcomes. We're not trying to control your hand, God, but we trust you and we believe you in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to the Collective Church Podcast. To find out more, visit thecollectivechurch.com.